the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. God made an awesome statement to us in the book of Isaiah about the power of his word. He said, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. But the problem for many believers is that they don't understand that that's not an automatic promise, but it's a conditional promise. It's conditional on our response to the word that God sends. It's true that God's word doesn't return void and that it can accomplish everything that it is that God said it could do, but that's under the condition that we respond properly like God wants us to do. Because if we don't respond properly to it, then it won't accomplish anything that he sent it to do for me and you. That's why it's so important, saints of God, that we learn how to respond properly to God's word so that it can accomplish all that it was sent to do in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We're we in 2 Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Why is that? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Look at that. Say all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Every scripture is given by inspiration of God. Little word in the Greek is God breathed, that God breathed this word out to us, that God blew out to us this word. He breathed it out. Now, you got to understand that when a person breathes something out, they breathing out the essence of who they are from the inside. You know, when you don't breathe out just the outside, you breathe out the essence of who you are from the inside. Like, for instance, if before y'all came here, you enjoyed some breakfast tacos loaded with with uh, uh, onions and you've swallowed those onions. When you breathe those, you can banaka all you want to. You can banaka all you want to. You and you breathe out, we're going to get banaka and onions. Praise God, because that has become the essence of who you are now. It's in you. Are you listening to me? Because whatever you breathe out, you're breathing out what's in you. That's why alcoholics can't just, you know, just spray a little something on their mouth and then think that don't nobody know that they've been drinking alcohol. That show the spirit of stupid all over them because they think it don't nobody know because as soon as they say, ha, ha, or they get to laugh, just make, an alcohol, just make an alcoholic laugh. That's all you got to do. And you find out they can walk straight. They can do everything else. Just get near them and tell them a good joke. And they're like, ha, ha, it'll all come out. And then you'll know, yep, Johnny Walker Red, praise God. That's what you, you'll, you'll, you'll know. you smell it. That was Bacardi. Tell them another joke. Bacardi Black. That was Bacardi Black. I know, I know exactly what Boone's Farm. Yeah, that was Boone's Farm. Praise God. <laughs> Lord, I got hallelujah. Well, anyway, God breathed out his word, which means the essence of all that he is on the inside comes out in the midst of this word. 
All the greatness that God is comes out in his word. All the power that God is comes out in his word. All the love that God is comes out in his word. God breathes this word out to each and every one of us. All the scripture is inspired by God. It is given under inspiration of God. This wasn't just something that somebody thunk up on their own. No, they was inspired by God to be able to share this word. And it is profitable. That word profitable means helpful, which means that when this word comes, it's coming to be able to give you help. Not just help, but full of help because it's helpful. It's full of help, jam-packed. You ain't got to be searching through the scripture trying to find help. No, it's all up in there. It's just full of help. And it always isn't coming helpful. It's coming serviceable, serviceable. If you, you know, that's too long of a word. How about this? You can do it. Praise God. Because the word is something you can do. Oh, that's just too hard. No, you can do it. If there's a will, there's a way. If you want to, you will. The word of God is not hard. Pastor, you got to understand that word just too hard. Well, I don't know. I read the Bible and the Bible says to me that his commandments are not grievous. They don't even cause you no strain. They don't even cause you no pain. Can I talk to you? It's 11 o'clock. Can you say stuff like this at 11 o'clock? Can I talk to you? To the extent that it hurts you is the extent that it demonstrates your uh, stubbornness. To the extent that it hurts you and it bothers you is the extent that it shows your stubbornness. To the extent that it irritates you shows your pridefulness. If it irritates you at any point in time, then it's just put a finger on your pride. There it is, right there, right there. That's why it's causing you all this struggle and strain. Because Because of the fact that it hurts you. He's not there to hurt you, he's there to help you. The word of God, the Bible says, is a gold, G-O-A-D, which is like a prick. It's like a long pole with a sharp, hard, sharp metal device at the end to be able to cause stubborn animals to move. And your, your job is just to touch them. And if you touch them, it don't hurt them yet. They just feel a little something on the side, a little cold on the side, and then they'll go ahead and move. But if the big ox tries to fight up against it, it's sharp on the end. So when he presses up against it, like, you don't tell me where to go. You don't tell me what to do. You try to push up against it. Then it jabs them and sticks them. And then they're like, and see that is what you hear when folk complaining about the word. We're going to do that. We're going to give. We're going to go to church. Were you in church? That's that thing jabbing them. Are you listening to me? But it wasn't sent to hurt them. It was just sent to... Ease them gently into the right direction. So if you got big holes up your side, it's only because you're hard-headed. I'm teaching real good right now. All them nut people would say, see that scar on my head over here? This God gave me this to teach me. No, it's because you was fighting against what he was saying. Word is good teaching. Praise God. Word of God is profitable. It's serviceable. You can do it. And it's advantageous. Every time God gives you a word, he's giving you an advantage. There's an advantage to doing what God said. Y'all know that. It's an advantage to doing what God said. You get over by doing what God said. Every time God gives you a word, he gives you an advantage that the rest of the world don't have. Because they don't understand the love story that he gives them. Where is he sharing out who he is and what he wants to do for them? And it's profitable for what? For doctrine. Word doctrine right there means teachings. Which means that the word of God is there to teach you. Not to entertain you. To teach you. That's why we don't grab the podium here. Stick our hand behind our ear and say, ah! mm-hmm. And I ain't up here preaching to you about grits and groceries. Mm-hmm. How eggs ain't poultry. Mm-hmm. And how Mona Lisa was a man. <laughs> ah! Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching real good. Word of God is designed to teach you. Everybody say, teach you. Teach you. 
preach there to teach you. Everybody say, teach you. Question, question, question. It's just question, question. Just, just a question. Everybody here been in school, right? I didn't say you necessarily passed. I said you've been in school, right? Everybody been in school, right? Amen, amen. Have anybody in here ever had a class that's 10 minutes? Whole class that's 10 minutes? No, 15. Only 15 minutes. Well, it's the whole thing. She said she has. What's that called? Lunch? That's called what? Advisory? Okay, that's advisory class. Praise God. Anybody else ever had any class that's 15 minutes long, 10 minutes long? You know I'm going somewhere with this. He's shaking his head. He's just smiling. He's like, this is a setup question. Show sure is. And why the folk want a message that's 10 minutes long and 15 minutes long when it's designed to teach? You ain't learning nothing in that amount of time. That's why a lot of folk go to a lot of churches where they just enjoy how quick it comes out, but they ain't learning nothing. Hey, man, folk get mad at me when I teach like this. Classes be 45 minutes an hour. Hour and a half in some classes. It depends on how important the information is they want to share with you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. But then we get up in the middle of church and we think that the whole thing is supposed to be in 45 minutes. Give me, give me, give me a 15 minute message. Give me five minutes of this. Give me two minutes of that. Three minutes of that. And then I'm out. Yep. Out back out into a life where you're defeated. But this word of God is profitable. Every time you step up in the house of God, you're supposed to be coming up in here to be taught. Not entertained. Taught. Everybody say taught. Which means we're supposed to learn something. And we don't stop there because he gave you a book that's here to teach you. This is your textbook. Your textbook is the Bible. That's why you need the, the, the textbook. You know, every person in class is supposed to have a textbook. I'm teaching real good right now. When you, when you go to class, you go to class, you're supposed to get a textbook. If your, if your school don't give you a textbook, get the heck up out of there. I don't say give you. I ain't necessarily saying because they might sell them to you. You know, you got some, you know, you know, some places are real good at putting up schools. They just ain't good at teaching. Praise God. But, hey, amen. But you're still supposed to have a textbook. Because if you don't have a textbook, how are you going to learn? This is God's textbook. Woo, this is going over great. Praise God. <laughs> and we're supposed to study. You know, the textbook is supposed to stay at the school. You should have a textbook that you go home with. That you can read it at home. That's why those little blue Bibles are cute and everything. That's because if you left yours at home, here we go. This is what you're taught. It's what this word of God is there to teach you. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is possible for doctrine. For reproof. I like that because this word comes to reprove you. Now, now, don't get nervous and stuff like that because they ain't talking about slapping nobody upside their head. That word reproof right there means conviction. It's to bring conviction. I see a lot of people think about conviction and then a sentence. No, there's no sentence attached. There's only conviction. There's no sentence attached. The conviction means the act of convincing a person of error. It's the act of convincing a person of error. This book is designed to be able to convince us that we're wrong, to convince us that we're going in the wrong direction, convince us that we're not doing what we should be doing or that we're doing too much of what we shouldn't be doing. Instead of convinced of that. And once convinced, then it's also there to be able to get us to admit the truth, to admit the truth. Now, it's there to convict us that we're wrong. Now, now I don't know about nobody else. Let me just speak about myself, you know. When I first got born again, I was so far outside of the things God don't even make no sense. Praise God. I was just wrong all the way across the board. I don't think there was a single thing that I was doing in my life that was correct in align with the word of God. And so I remember when I first came to the church, the Lord woke me up one moment and told me it's time for me to get in church. And long story short, I went and did what he told me to do, got up in the middle of church in there. And when I got there, Bishop Keith A. Butler, who, was, who at that time was pastor, Keith A. Butler, uh, spoke a message. And in that message, there was five things in my mind that I never told anybody about that kept me from becoming a Christian. 
five wrong thinkings that were in my head that were solidly in there and would not come out because I was convinced I was right about all five of them. And I was convinced that the church was wrong about all five of them. But that man stood up and used that Bible. Not that one, but that same Bible. And he began to start ministering a message. He began to start teaching. And he would have us turn to the scripture so that I could see it for myself. And I didn't have a Bible when I came the very first time. And somebody scooted over next to me and they, yes, I did. I had a Bible when I came the very first time. And 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 because uh, the Lord told me to do it, He told me where to go, pick the Bible out. I had a Bible that was given to me back when I graduated from junior high school that I never read. Praise God. Got mad at because they gave it to me. They said they was giving gifts away to the graduate, and I went down there to get my gift, and there was a Bible. And I'm like, so what I'm supposed to do with this? I was like very upset. Praise God. So I just threw it over in the with the rest of the books. Praise God. Just left it over there. But then when the Lord told me to get up and go to church, He said, go downstairs and get the Bible. Now you didn't understand. I had just moved, and so I had Bible. I mean, books all over the place. I always loved to read. But he showed me exactly where it was. He said, now, come. it was in the dark. He said, come down here. He had me walk over to the uh, one stack and just reach in and pull out this book. And when I pulled out the book, it was that Bible. And then we went out. You, got, you had to see how many books it was. It's astounding. But anyway, when I got there, I opened up the Bible, and, and he began to start going through the Scripture to show me where my thinking was wrong, where my thinking was wrong. I mean, every, every place I look, I'm saying, dang, that's not true, what I thought. That's not true. That's not right. Look at this. This is what the Word of God says. And by the time he finished that message, after he got those five things out of the way and convinced me I was wrong on all five things in that Bible, that's when he did the altar call and I received my salvation that day. Now, I received my salvation. I'm telling you, I was so pumped about my salvation. Still, still you probably can tell because I still am. I was so fired up, man. I went home, told my wife I got saved, praise God, and she ignored me, you know, because I was so wrong for so long that she didn't really end up I had to say. But I was positive. You're going to see, baby. You're going to see. I'm saved. But the only thing is, I sat down and contemplated what occurred that day. You know how you just reflect on what occurred. I said, man, I'm saved. And I said, think about it. There was five things that was in my way that caused me to never get saved. And that man came and broke that stuff down, showed me where I was wrong in all five things. Now I'm saved. But then I said, hmm, if I was wrong about them five things, what the heck else am I wrong about? That inspired me to come back the next Sunday. See, I was new with the things of God. I didn't know nothing about midweek services. I didn't know nothing about the other fellowships and stuff that he had going on. All I knew was Sunday. I thought church is Sunday. You know, you know, like a lot of us do. We just think church is Sunday and we don't do nothing else no other time in the week. Praise God. That's how I was back then when I was new with the things of God and didn't know nothing either. Praise God. But we know something now. Praise God. So we, are, we, we know that there's other times that the word of God is flowing. But then that's all I knew was Sunday. So I waited till the next Sunday and I went back, went back with my Bible, you know, and, and, and sat down. Praise God. And the man started breaking off some more revelation and it was showing me more stuff that was wrong. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, what else? See, you think differently than I do. I'm thinking, what else do I think that's wrong? Because see, I understood that this is what kept me from that. This wrong thinking is what kept me from that. And now that I know I'm wrong and he showed it to me in the word, what else is wrong? Man, I wanted to know more about this word. So what else do I think that's wrong? What else do I think that's stupid? What else do I think that's hindering me from being able to enjoy the life? Man, I would go back and that man would break off some more scripture and I'd find out that my, ain't nothing wrong with my wife. I'm the one that's crazy. Because I was one of those people that was thinking my wife was wrong. You know, because we had a bad relationship at that time. I thought she was wrong about everything. I'm like, Lord, chick wrong. She this, she doing that, she doing this, she doing that. And like, you need to get rid of her. And I, you know how some of us pray, you know. And I was like, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking she wrong. And I'm like, you know, looking in scripture trying to find out some more places that she wrong. But the only thing is every place I look in scripture, I find out where I was wrong. And I'm like, dang. 
But I will straighten it out and I straighten out and relationship get better. I straighten out relationship get better. I'm like, what else is wrong? I start finding out about finances. I start finding out that I was messing up my money and wasn't doing what I was supposed to do with my money. I found out about tithing, offering. I found out about giving and receiving. I found out, I don't, I ain't gonna ask you to do nothing. Praise God. Don't get quiet on me. Praise God. <laughs> but you'll see where you're wrong too. I thought I found out where I was wrong. And I began to start doing what I'm supposed to do and financial situations start turning around. I'm like, praise God. I would show up, man, guy started talking, and I'm like, whoo, that's good. And then I look over, and I see people writing notes. And I'm like, okay. So I pulled out my bulletin, took out a pen, started writing all on the side of the bulletin, all up the edge, all around the side, stuff like that. Why? Because I want to go home and find this stuff again myself. Because I would go back and tell people, so man, that preacher said this. And they're like, well, where is it? I'm like, I don't know. It's in this book someplace. So I'd write down the scripture where he said it. Write down what he said about it. Go back and study it out for myself. Amen. Even though I hadn't run into that scripture yet that says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Amen. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I began to start understanding I need to study this stuff out for myself. Not because a preacher told me, because I realized I was wrong. Yeah. If every time you show up, if you're willing to be taught, God will show you where you're thinking is incorrect. Uh-huh. And it ain't nothing to be like, oh, no, there I go showing me something else. I ain't right. No, you ought to shout. Because that's another thing that's in the way of you receiving a wonderful life that God has in store for you. That's another thing that's in the way of you being able to step into the fullness. You want it. You're trying to get it. That's why you're putting in 90 hours of work trying to get ahead. Come on up in here. But God can show you how to do it with effortlessly. If you're willing to just do what he said. You want a good marriage you're sitting all across the aisle from them when you said I do. Blinking your eyes and smiling and kissing them like you needed a room. Praise God. But then after you got married, now you can't stand one another. Don't you want to finish what you started? Hey, I didn't think I was going to get a lot of amens on that. (laughs) So we'll just come off of that. But I'll say this, that it's profitable. This word is profitable. Everybody say it's profitable. Profitable Profitable for doctrine, profitable for reproof, profitable for correction. So God can stand you back up straight and get you to thinking like you're supposed to think and do what you're supposed to do. Because he don't only want to show you what you're doing wrong. He want to show you what's right. And instructions in righteousness. Now, I don't know about you. I was new at being righteous. I had never been righteous before. I was spanking brand new at it. And because of that, I need instruction. Somebody need to teach me how to be a righteous. Because yes, I thought just because I'm back in church, it's okay for me to still slap folk upside their head when they look at me wrong. But that ain't how a righteous man act. Amen. Amen. So I had to learn how to act. Are you listening to me? Still thought that y'all, because I was still a bookie back when I first got born again. I thought that it was still okay to, you know, accept bets illegally and then beat people up if they don't pay you. Praise God. I lift up my hand and say, Lord, thank you for the blessing. <laughs> After I took my money. <laughs> I didn't know no better. I needed instructions. <laughs> Woo, cheated. What y'all laughing at? Some of y'all still be scratching off and stuff like that. You still scratching off. Them, but, oh, I'll get the next one. Give me five more. Give me my change in tickets. <laughs> but you didn't know just like I didn't know. But the book will show it to you. Let me show you something else that the book will do, and then we close. Second Peter. Praise God. Got to shut this down somewhere. Praise God. We might as well do it right now. Second Peter chapter 1. But I need to get this across so that you can understand. Second Peter chapter 1. God wants to do this so that you can perfect, it, perfect you and have you live the life out that you're supposed to live. Praise God. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, them that have obtained like precious faith with us through 
the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The knowledge of God. Now, this includes both the knowledge that comes from God that tells you about God, and this also tells you about the knowledge that comes from God that tells you about anything that's going to be helpful for you to be able to live out a life uh, that's full of grace and peace. That's both knowledge that comes from him about him and knowledge that comes from him about anything that's going to help you be successful in life. As you increase in that knowledge that he has in store for you, it will allow you to multiply grace and peace in the midst of your life. And it does it according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through, this is how it comes, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and to virtue. So as we gain from in the knowledge of God, about God, and of God that comes from God, then we will get a chance to be able to uh, 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 multiply in our godliness and our grace. Verse 4, whereby are, ye, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Because in this book are given exceeding great and precious promises. Look, at, he didn't just say in this book are given promises. He had to throw all kind of adjectives and adverbs on top of it to try to get it to kind of like reflect what it's really all about. Because in this book are given exceeding great and precious promises that by these, what these, these great and precious promises, by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He says that you, that you might be partakers of the divine nature. That word partakers means sharers, which means you get a chance to share of the divine nature as a result of these precious promises, exceeding great and precious promises that God give you. Imagine if I'm sitting up here eating some barbecue right now, best barbecue I've had in years. I'm sitting there sucking on this barbecue bone and throwing that down, wiping my mouth and grabbing another. And it's just good. And y'all just sitting there looking at me and I'm looking at y'all. I says, y'all want some of these? And then I, you know, pull the, uh, the big platter over there and y'all look at them and go ahead, take one, go ahead, take one. And just eat it and eat it and be like, it's so good. See, I've just shared with them. As a result of them receiving what it is I'm trying to share with them, as a result of them receiving it, they can now enjoy that which comes from it. They can enjoy the flavor of the barbecue sauce. They can enjoy the texture of the meat and the flavor that's in it. They can burp and be full and be able to enjoy every bit of it, praise God, and even come back and get some more if they want to, praise God. Why? Because I'm sharing it with them. God says, I've shared with you exceeding great and precious promises. I'm sharing with you exceeding great and precious promise. I'm telling you what I'm willing to do for you. I'm telling you how I'm willing to come through for you. I'm telling you what it is that I'm doing to open up a door for you. I'm telling you so that by sharing this with you, you can become a partaker of the divine nature. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you gain any understanding to respond properly to God's word. I hope even more that regardless of what you previously did, that you made up your mind to respond properly to God's word from this time forward. Because it's our proper response to God's word that makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. Saints of God, let's respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. 
If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And praise God, saints. Today is New Year's Eve. Tonight, we get the chance to both celebrate the last day of this blessed and awesome year and start the celebration of the beginning of another glorious, God-filled, power-packed, blessing and miracle manifesting year. So we invite all of you in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us for our New Year's Eve service so that we can all bring in the New Year's together in the house of God, praising God and hearing what he has planned for us in the new year to come. So come on and join us at Word of Faith Christian Center, San Antonio this evening at 9.30 p.m. The saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas will be coming together to praise and worship God in celebration of the year that he brought us through and the new year that he has planned for me and you. There's a wonderful reception that'll follow the service where those who choose to remain can continue to celebrate together, dining divine and enjoying the new wine of the Holy Ghost. VIP transportation service and childcare are available for this too at no charge. So come on through. We'll be more than glad to see you and your family in the house of God, giving God praise and glory too, just like all of us who are his kids ought to do. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday, especially since this is the first Sunday of the year. Come on, y'all. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all enjoy yourself tonight. Don't forget, you're saved. So have a ball, y'all. Celebrate, but stay holy. Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.